This podcast mixtape is presented by Basic Space, Future Commerce for Generation X. For more on Basic Space, please visit basic.space or download the app on your iPhone. You're listening to Own the Future. I'm your host, Jesse Lee. On this episode, we sat down with Emily Oberg, founder of Sporty and Rich. We discussed the work-life balance, how spending time in Europe has helped her slow down a bit, and why she believes in working to live and not live to work. Emily and I talked about the beginning of Sporty and Rich and how she's turned an online magazine to print magazine to now a fully-fledged apparel business doing really well across the world. Why don't we start by sharing a bit about your background and how Sporty and Rich came about? Yeah, so I got hired at Complex in 2014 when I was 20 um, to be on their video channel, kind of like the face of their video platform they were just starting at the time. And I was there for three years. And in that time, I started Sporty and Rich, but I started it as a print magazine. I didn't start it as an apparel brand, and that was never my intention. Um, so we, we did four issues, and it was kind of just like a fun hobby side project. And then after three years, I went to Kith Women um, to be the creative lead of the women's team. And after a year of that, I was tired of New York and I loved LA and I wanted to just try something new. So I quit. I left New York. I came to LA and I did Sporting Rich full time and it ended up working really well. And I've been doing it ever since. Right. You're very hands on across everything you're doing with Sporting and Rich. Yeah. By the way, that's like good and bad from running a business side. I'm sure I, we've talked about this a lot and I, I, I know firsthand as well. Having said all that though, but I think it does help set the right North Star and kind of knowing exactly what to do, right? Regardless of the situation. Yeah, I think, I mean, everyone is their own worst enemy. I think that's definitely true with me. I can be too hands-on and too involved, but I think anyone who has a business and have started something can relate that it's like, it's your baby, it's your everything, it's your life, it's your purpose to live. And so you want to be involved in every little thing, but that's not good. And I think as a business owner, you have to learn to let that go eventually. And you can be like that at the beginning when it's really small, but you know, when you have a team and you're doing volume and you have more on your plate, I guess, you have to learn how to kind of step back. You've also been spending time in Paris more, right? The last year or two. How do you think that's helped with like your perspective, you know, both from a brand side and just like general? Yeah, so I've been living part time in Paris for the past two years. I'd never really lived anywhere that far from home. Like I'm from Canada, but I was in Vancouver. I went to New York, LA, but I feel like North America, everything's kind of the same. Yeah. So Paris is kind of like a culture shock. You know, everything's different. The way of life, the way people look at things, the overall mentality, obviously the language. So I think it just opened my eyes to see different perspectives. It kind of made me want to do that more and made me realize that I'm that I'm not that well educated in how other people live in this world. So I want to live in other places other than LA, other than Paris. I kind of want to explore. And I think it's just good to open your mind because I feel like when you are in one place for your whole life, you only see one way and you only see the world in your way and in the way that you and your friends see it. But I think getting outside of that is super important, but it's also a luxury to be able to do that. So um, I'm lucky I was able to do that. 
How different is it though, right? Because, you know, I've been to Paris a few times and really no more than a week at a time. How, How do you think it's different when you actually live there though? I think the biggest thing for me is that people don't live to work. They work to live. And in the U.S., it's all about work. And you live and die by your job. You revolve your life around your work, but they don't do that. They work to, you know, make money to live and then they enjoy their life and you know they're a little bit slower in replying to emails and taking meetings and getting things done but that's also what I like about it and I think it's kind of a better way to look at life because we're not here to work we're here to enjoy and see things and eat good food and have good memories and good experiences and I think in the U.S. it's like people only want to work, they want to make money, they want to have these titles, they want to impress everyone around them, they want to be somebody. But in there, it's not really like that. And I, I kind of appreciate that more. So where did you come up with the name Sporty and Rich? And I think that, yeah, I, I know the meaning behind it, actually. But I think just like maybe defining where you came up with SNR, and then how it ties to health and wellness, I think that'd be helpful too. First of all, it's supposed to be like a playful, funny kind of word. And I think people take it very literally and seriously. But I think if you know me and I don't really put my personality out there a lot, but I think if you know me like you do, like I'm not a serious person, like I laugh about everything, like everything's kind of just like a joke and very light. So that's kind of the meaning of the brand. So it really is, it means a sporty style mixed with a luxury style. So the combination of the two, which has been happening for years since the 90s, like wearing Adidas with a gold chain, that is sporty and rich. Like it's just a representation of a type of style. The sport part also obviously means like health and wellness and health is wealth. And that's kind of like our tagline and slogan. So I think sporty and rich also means health is wealth. It means taking care of yourself. It means investing in yourself, investing in quality things rather than fast fashion or fast food. Rich in wellness. <laughs> exactly. So let's pivot a little because uh, I know you're a, an observer and an arbiter of some sort of like, right, what may be cool, but not even like cool in a sense of like hype cool, but let's just say what's kind of relevant to your audience, but generations abroad, right? And meaning whether you're millennial, Gen Z, whatever, I, I'm sure a lot of people look up to you as a role model, and then also building your own business. Are there any other, I don't want to say necessarily even brands, but like outside of where you sit that you think cool things are happening, like whether it's from innovation, you know, from the right mindset, branding, any other people, companies, places that that you think are doing a good job? I don't really look at what other people are doing or pay attention. Like I don't read the blogs. I don't, look at what's happening on Instagram. I kind of am just in my own world and that can be good and bad. I really like what's happening in the supplementation vitamin world. For example, there's this one brand I'm working with. I'm not working with them, but I'm using their device called Levels and it's a continuous glucose monitoring system. And that's kind of the future. You know, diabetics take their blood every few hours to see their glucose levels. This is a continuous monitor system that anyone can use and should use because, for example, you might have a bowl of oatmeal and it might not affect your glucose levels. I might have a bowl of oatmeal and it might skyrocket the levels. So then I'm then I can know 
that's not right for me and I shouldn't be eating that. And you can kind of tailor your lifestyle and diet based on this information. So I think things like that is the most interesting to me. And, um, you know, it's not like brands or fashion and that's cool, but I'm like, who is looking at the future of how we live and what are they doing to kind of get us there sooner? And I think brands like this, I'm really impressed by, and I'm just like fascinated personally. And I think the world should kind of latch onto these ideas because this is really the future of combating diabetes, illness, cancer. And that's what we're seeing now with coronavirus. It's like, how do we be healthy? How do we get healthier? Like, how do we take care of ourselves? I think that is the most pressing question and issue that every single company on this planet should try to find an answer to. What would you say is your big picture goal with Sporty and Rich and or what you're doing as a personal endeavor? I think in fashion, it's really easy to get caught up in impressing others in this kind of pissing competition and have the ego to be like, I want to be recognized for this. I want to do this so people are impressed. And it's really easy to do that. Like I've I felt that sometimes where you're like, I want to do this because everyone's going to be like, wow, Sporting Rich is amazing. But then you realize like, what do you want? So I asked myself that and I just want to be happy. Like I want to have a good life. I want to have time to play tennis, to do Pilates, to go hiking, to have lunch with my friends, to go on vacation four or five times a year. That's my goal. So while I want to build this business to a point where it's successful and sustainable, I'm more focused on like building the kind of life that I want and how can Sporting Rich complement and support that kind of life. You know, and it goes hand in hand with the brand. It's all about wellness and I'm focused on my wellness. How can I be better? How can I live better? How can I be healthier? How can I live longer and have a better quality of life? So those are all the messages we have in the brand, but um, I, I like where it is now. I'm, I'm really happy. I, it could stay the way it is and I'd be totally fine. The 10-episode compilation is produced by Westwood Westwood and edited by Jason Stewart.